Hey everybody, welcome to Vast Church. My name is Pastor Brenton. We are so glad that you're joining us today here at Vast Church Amsterdam and everybody that's joining us online. Come on everybody, let's give it up for everybody that's joining us online and our first time guests that are here with us today. We are so glad that you're here and we believe that God has a plan and a purpose for your life and you are here for a specific reason. So don't you doubt one bit. Be like, why are we at this church? Why is everything pink this is crazy no you are supposed to be here for a reason and we're so glad that you are here so today we're going to continue uh, uh in our series and for those that are that are new here we've been doing a series on some of our we value statements here at vast church so let me let me refresh you so so last week uh number one we talked about uh, uh, uh faith and so so we we are faith-filled big thinking Bet the farm risk takers. We will never insult God with small thinking or safe living. And so for week two, that was last week, we talked about serving. And we are not spiritual consumers. What are we, church? We are spiritual contributors because the church does not exist for us, but we are the church and we exist for the world. And today I want to talk to you about uh, the value that is very, very near and dear to my heart. And I want to talk to you about a value about reaching people who are far from God. We are going to uh, be in Mark, uh, Mark's gospel today, Mark chapter 2, and we're going to start at the end of the chapter, and then I want to go back to the beginning of the chapter. And let me uh, give you a little bit of context for this verse as we launch off today. Jesus had just healed a guy, and then Matthew or Levi, who was a, a very, very sin, uh, sinful uh, t- tax collector, and called Levi to follow him. So Jesus had just healed a guy, and then he called Matthew uh, or, or Levi, who was a very sinful tax collector, and Levi uh, uh, to follow him. So, so the shock of all the religious people that this very well-known sinner not only follows Jesus, but he throws a party at his house and invites uh, evidently some very questionable characters and sinners, all right? And the Pharisees, and the Pharisees at that time, they were the religious people. They were highly, highly, highly offended by this. They're like, why, why, why does Jesus eat with the sinners? Like, like how, why is he with him if, if he's going to be of God and all this stuff? Why is he eating with sinners? And so that's how the religious people would say it. Why is he eating with sinners? And Jesus responded with this. Jesus responded, his response was, it was so shocking and it was so controversial and it was just, I, I love Jesus because he just says stuff and it's just jaw-droppingly unbelievable to the Pharisees. Here's, here's what he said. You ready for this? All right, remember, Jesus is awesome. On hearing this, Jesus said to them, why does he eat with sinners? He said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor. Who is it at all of our churches, but it's the sick, the sick. That's what he says, the sick. They're the ones that need a doctor. And in this next line, I, I would have I totally thrown the, 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 the Pharisees off kilter. They would have called this, and if you've ever been in the religious circle, they would call this heresy. They couldn't believe what Jesus said. Jesus said this. He said, I have not come to call the righteous. Who did Jesus come to call? Jesus came. He came to call all of the sinners. And, and this to me, this to me is such an emotional verse when, when you recognize what Jesus did. He did not only come for the healthy, but Jesus, he came for the sick. 
He didn't come for those who think they, they, they're already righteous. But, but Jesus came for the sinners. I hope that encourages all of you today because you know what? I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. Sinner, sinner, chicken dinner, okay? We're all sinners in this joint. And I want to tell you, and I hope you understand, that, that, that this will be a controversial uh, message to some of you. But when we started this church, we started this church with people just like that in mind. Hands down, beyond a shadow of doubt, we started this church for people that were exactly like that. What, what I hope for you to understand is that, that one degree or another, right, we are exactly like that. We are all sick. We are all sick inside. We all need a doctor. We all need a savior. And this house is going to be a hospital for the sick. Jesus did not come for those that had it all together, okay? But Jesus came for the sick. Jesus came for the broken. He came for the sinners. The, that, and that, that just moves my heart so much to see a, 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 a guy just like that, right, in the Bible. But he came for sinners because I've been in a, in a similar spot, right? I'm not perfect. I don't have it together. But, but I am sick and I need a doctor. And, and, and I don't know who this, ver this is for today, but, but you might be in a similar spot uh, uh, in this place. And, and, and just like that guy that needed healing, right, you need healing today. And the reason why, why, why I get so excited about this message and so excited about this is because, because when I grew up, right, I grew up as a pastor's kid. I grew up going to church, and, and I felt like a lot of the times the, the, the church didn't really reach me, right? right? Like I wanted to create a different type of church. Not, now, I'm not going to blame the church for, for not reaching people, but, but we have to do something different. If we keep doing the same things over and over and over again, what's going to happen? We're going to get the same results. You know what that's called if you look that up in the dictionary? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over again and expecting the same results. Now, now I'm not going to blame the church for not reaching people, but, but I'm sure Right, I, I wasn't paying attention sometimes in church, and the reality is, is that is that uh, uh, I was I was never really confronted with the horror of my own sin and understood the truth of gospel. And all a lot of us we remember about church, right? It was kind of traditional, right? We sat in pews, and and if you were, went to Catholic church, yeah, you want you sat in pews, right? And they were some of the most uncomfortable seats in the history of the world. And and, and why why they and they were only they were only reserved for for church to to, to torture torture church people uh right and and i have no idea who i was like that but that's just the way it wasn't and many churches are actually just like this still today they they they're, they're like they were they're exactly the same as they were 50 to about 100 years ago right you stand up you sit down 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 you stand up and sit down. Then you reach underneath the pew and you grab a hymnal, right? And then you turn in your hymnal to page 248, and we're all singing verses 1, 2, and 4. Never verse 3, because I don't know why, but they always skip verse 3. Everybody hated verse 3. But, but it, it's, just, it's just the church didn't engage kids, and then, and then when they go off to college, the reality is what? That many of them stop going to church. And, and, and I know a guy that, that has a similar story just like this. His name was uh, His name's Chris. And he went to church when he was a younger as a kid with his, with his grandparents. But, but as he grew up, he fell off. He fell off the wagon. It really didn't connect with him. And, and he started falling into drug addiction. And he fell away partying. And, and, and then 
he went away to school, and, and after that, he fell away, and, and he, started do, he started drinking, and then he started doing some other drugs, and he finally moved up to doing heroin, and his life was falling apart. He found a life-giving church uh, a few years later, and he's actually now leading a church in Cortland, New York, because of what Jesus did and what a relevant church did in his life. And at the end of the experience today, we're going to watch a video of Chris's story and that I shot about four years ago. And I want you uh, to watch what God has done in his life and why it's so important that we start life-giving churches, that we invest into people that are wanting to make and see a move of God and invest in people that want to start life-giving churches all over the place. We have a vision to see 10 uh, uh, vast church locations planted in the next 10 years. We have a vision to see 100 churches be planted out of vast church within the next 10 years. We want to raise up world changers and send them out. We believe that God is calling us to be a sending house and to be a funding house for those visions and for those things to happen. And so we're believing that God is going to do incredible things through this church if we simply obey and we listen to what he's saying. And so we're going to do anything and everything short of sin to reach people for Jesus. And when, when we started this church, we started this church with Chris in mind. And honestly, we wanted every single week to be a good week to bring somebody to church. How many of you guys been to church, a different church before, and then you brought your friend to church, and all of a sudden it was like, we're doing, uh, we're doing baby baptism barbecue week, and this week we're not doing anything. Everything's going to be outside, and we're going to do a class during it, and then we're going to do a dance special, and then there's the, the smorgasbord after that, and then we're going to have Sister Susie do the interpretive dance with the flags up front, and then Brother Jim's going to do the prophesying for 45 minutes, and then the service goes on for four hours, and your friend never heard anything about Jesus, but it was all about all these other people, and then uh, church can just be weird sometimes, right? Church can be weird. We wanted this place to be a place where you could bring your friend every single week and, and, and we could present the gospel to them right where they're sitting. And I know that God is calling us to reach people who are far from God and to lead them into a relationship with Christ and to be fully devoted followers of Christ. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. It's all about reaching people. I want to show you a, a really, really, really powerful story about four guys in Mark's gospel. So Mark 2, verses 1 through 5. And, and let, let me just, I'm just going to read it to you guys, uh, and then we'll dive in with more detail. So let's open it up. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came in, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them, since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd. Now, don't, don't miss this. Don't miss this right here. They made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it. And then they lowered the mat, the mat that the man was laying down on. And Jesus saw their faith. He said to the paralyzed man, he said, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now notice, before, before Jesus heals the man of his disease, which he eventually does, he go, what he does is he goes for the bigger need that this man has in his life. 
And that need is his spiritual need and the forgiveness of sins. And I want to talk to you today about reaching people. And we're going to talk about our we value statement. Y'all are like, why isn't he getting his value statement yet? Well, here it is. You ready for this? Let's, we're gonna, I'm going to read it to you, and then we're going to say it together afterwards. So prep yourself, all right? All you silent people out there, prep yourself because we're going to say it out loud, but I'm going to read it to you first. Cool. All right. So we will do anything short of sin to reach people who don't know Christ. To reach people no one is reaching, we have to do things that nobody is doing. And I want everybody to say this aloud today. We will do anything short of sin to reach people who don't know Christ. To reach people no one is reaching, we will have to do the things that nobody is doing. And I want to ask you how true this is for your life today. Just like in the previous uh, three weeks, right? I've asked you to, to, to kind of rate yourself on, on a scale of 1 to 10. So 1 being the lowest and 10 being the highest. And 1 being you're apathetic about people that are far from God. And 10 being you're super passionate about it. So don't put 10 unless you're, you're Billy Graham in this place today. Billy, if you're, if you're here, well, you're not because you're dead. Oh, never mind. Rest in peace, Billy Graham. We love you. You're awesome. Appreciate it. No disrespect. Billy, if you're here, you can put a 10. I'll be amazed because he walk in just like Jesus. Billy, you can put a 10 on there. But if you're not Billy Graham, don't put a 10. And I want you to kind of rank yourself, all right? So let, let, let's start with, with really passionate because some of you are, right? Some of you guys out there are, are, are going to be a 6 or a 7 or an 8. You might be a, a, a 9. And if you're going to score yourself high like that, well, let me tell you, uh, that would be awesome because I, I pray that there's people like that. But but I pray that it's true. And you've probably, like, if this is you're high up on the scale, you led somebody to Christ this past week. You've probably led multiple people to Christ over your lifetime or in the last seven days you're praying a bunch for people by name, people who that you love that are far from God, and you are praying for them. And you've probably uh, brought someone to church with you last week and there's somebody that's that's not a Christ follower with you this week and you probably already know who you're going to uh, invite last week right and, and so you're up you're up there you're you're an eight or a nine you're a passionate and you care deeply for people that are far from God and let's let's talk to to, to some of you guys that might be on a lower scale on on the on the board okay so you're a little more apathetic let's just call it what it is Maybe you haven't led somebody to Christ recently, and some of you say, May, I've never led anybody to Christ before. And those of you that are, that are Christians, if you look last week in the last seven days and you weren't praying for, for hardly anybody uh, uh, consistently to find Christ. So, so let's, call it, let's call it for what it is, right? You didn't pray for anybody. You didn't because you're too caught up with, with your own little deal. It's been a long time since you brought somebody who wasn't a Christian to, to, to church or, or perhaps you've never, you've never done that before. And, and if that's you, uh, let's, just, let's, just, let's just call it what it is, right? I'm not here to make you feel guilty, but let's just be honest and let's just, let's just say this is what I believe. Let's, let's look at our actions and our actions will tell us what we actually believe. And if you find yourself at a two, three, four, or five, let's just, let's just say this. As a follower of Christ... This is really unacceptable because, because we don't just want to bring people to church or bring people to Jesus. We have to bring people to Jesus because we know that who he is and what his life really meant. 
And what, what I want to do for the rest of this time is I'm going to show you two big thoughts that I believe that all of us who are Christ followers are called to do. And in order to love people into a loving relationship, these are two big thoughts. And if you're taking notes, the first big thing is that, that I believe that God is calling all of us who are Jesus followers to bear some of the burdens, to bear some of the burdens, to, to care for, for those who are, are in a place of hurt or that are in need. And this is exactly what happens in verse 3. If, you, if, you, if you're looking at uh, Mark's gospel, let's look at it. This is what the Bible says. It says, some of the men came bringing to Jesus a paralyzed man. They, they, they carried him, all four of them carried him, by four of them. Now, what I want you to notice is, is that Jesus didn't say, hey guys, I heard that uh, Jesus is going to be uh, at this big concert in town. You ought to get some tickets and get a cab. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. How many of us do that? We, we, we don't even help. We don't even try and bring them with us, right? right, right. What, what did they do as they got involved in, in his life and they said, man, we're going to get you out there. We're going to get you out there. If we have to carry you, it may be five miles. It may, maybe, I don't know how far it is, but, but we don't just want to get you to Jesus. We have to get you to Jesus. We care enough about you to do this. My observation, one of the, the bigger weaknesses today in the church and, and when it comes to a lot of Christians sharing their faith is, you know, you know what a drive-by shooting is? Well, well, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's when you drive by and you shoot somebody. All right, it's terrible. All right. All right, let's be depressed for a second. Oh, all right. But a lot of people do what I call a drive-by witnessing. And in other words, they're, they're not involved in somebody's life. They're just kind of driving by. They're rolling down the window, and they go, Hey, Jesus loves you. Jesus Christ, you know, go to my church. Like, like, like yeah, those are, those are nice ones. And then, and, then, and then there's rude ones like, You're going to hell. Turn and burn. You're a sinner. You're going to hell where the worms never die and the gnashing of teeth. Jesus loves you, but you're going to hell. Those are what we call drive-by and we don't want you to do that, okay? Don't drive by witness. Don't do that. All right, so I got to be real honest, you know, that, that it just doesn't work in today's world. We have to be honest, you know, this, that, that it just doesn't work in today's world. Not at all, right? Drive by witnessing doesn't work. Everybody's getting bombarded by stuff all the time, and then also there's a bunch of weirdos with crazy eyeballs that go, Jesus loves you. Yeah, you don't want to do that. But, but you may say, I don't even know how to share my faith. Like the old saying that, that people, people don't care about how much you know until they first know how much you care. They want to know, do you even care about me? Why, are you even involved in my life? As followers of Jesus, we're going to bear some burdens. And we're going to carry them. And that is what it is all about. It's like these four guys. They carried their friends to Jesus. Uh, that, that's what it's like at church. Like we, we don't just invite people to church. We bring them to church. There's a difference. Hey, come to my church. No, 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 no. I'm going to bring you to church. I'm going to pick you up and I'll meet you at six on Sunday night or wherever or whatever time it is. And I'm going to bring you to church and we're literally going to be bringing people to Jesus. That's what these guys do. And this is what it looks like. If you really honestly care about people, you have to bring them to church. If you want to see people find hope Bring them with you to church. And what's stunning to me is to think about this picture that Jesus was in a house and he was, he was teaching and it was full of people and they're jam-packed in there and they're listening and these four guys come and they're, they're trying to get 
uh, in the house, but, but they can't be, get in because it's so full of these people that are just, in, in just listening to Jesus, and they're all in, and they're just literally just listening to him. And, and so, so I, I can almost hear it. Like, Jesus says something really cool like, whoa, that was a good one. I'm writing it down, Jesus. Fantastic. I'm putting that in my iPad Pro. That's a fantastic, man. I'm going to tweet that later. I'm going to throw that up on my Facebook, on my Instagram. Jesus, that was really good. Oh, come on, Pastor. Oh, come on, Pastor. They're like egging. Like, y'all guys aren't doing that. Y'all guys are being quiet today. All right? But I can imagine that place is packed. It's full. It's ready. It's full of energy. And they're all just hanging out with Jesus, right? And they're like, yo, this is so good. I'm hanging out with my brothers. And, and literally, this is, this is kind of what happens sometimes, like, when we're, when we're in there, right? They're all focused in, right? They're all the way in. They're all the way in. And we have our backs uh, turned to the people that are trying to come in the doors. And we're doing our little Christian thing, and we have our own little languages. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Bring it. Hallelujah. I love your testimony. When you were talking about being delivered and sanctified, it made me feel cleansed in my soul, down, down, down in the depths of my soul. Oh, did you hear that new worship album? Oh, we got to go do our little worship dances. We got our own dances. We're doing our own Christian thing all the time, all the time. And, and, and then there's people that need Jesus. And we're so into our Christian thing that we have our backs turned to the people who need him the most. Even though our heart, our heart doesn't say it, Basically, our actions are saying that, guys, yo, we don't care about you. We only care about our little Christian thing, and, and it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're probably just going to go to hell anyway. So, so I, yeah, I know it's rough, and I know it's not our heart, but, but sometimes as Christians, our actions can say that we really don't give a darn rat's farts about anybody, right? When we're, just, we're all into our own little Christian thing, our own little life. And I believe with all my heart that we are called to bear some burdens for people. People are hurting, and we need to be there with them. When they're crying, we, are, we need to be crying with them. When they're having a baby, we're at the shower. Well, when their mom dies, we don't just go like, like, oh, I'm sorry, your mom died. Text, 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 right? It's that we're at the funeral with them, and that, that we're with people. And when they need us, we bear some burdens. And when, when we earn the right, that's when we earn the right to be heard. We don't drive by and just shout, Jesus loves you. We care about people. We show them this love before we even tell them about his love. And I don't know how this is going to play out for you, but I guarantee that all of you, that, that if, if you have eyes to see, you're going to see people who are hurting and they are going through this and, and then see people who, 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 and you need to listen to them and you need to see what they're going through and you need to go help them and go down the road. And you're going to see people at work and, and that you, you didn't like and then suddenly you find out that, that they're actually in the middle of hell and chaos in their life and that you can actually love them into a better place. I believe that God calls us to bear some burdens for our friends and for our family members and for those that are not close to God. And four men, they carried their friend to Jesus because, because we don't, we don't want to just get people to Jesus. We have to get people to Jesus. We have to bring them to Jesus. God is going to call us to bear some burdens, to carry some weight. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be pretty. And it's going to be pretty ugly. But we have to be willing to carry that weight and bring people into the presence of God. The second thing is, and, and some of you guys are going to like this one. I know I like this one. Ready? God is going to call you to break some rules. God is going to call you to break some rules. 
And, and I don't I don't know I don't know what that means, but 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 some of you guys are gonna get this, and you guys are really gonna get into this message and, and sometimes. And I don't know when, but but you need to break the rules. And and breaking the rules, it's it's a it, this is a good place to break some rules and to do it. And I know a lot of you, y'all love to break some rules. I love to break some rules, man. I never liked rules. I loved to break rules. And I'm gonna be honest with you guys. All right. I, I, I never waited 30 minutes after going swimming in my whole life. I broke this rule all the time. You guys break that rule? I broke that rule too. And, and, and so I'm telling you, I, as a kid, I never liked to wear my seatbelt in the front seat of the car. My mama was always my seatbelt, right? You guys know what I'm talking about? Whenever she hit the brakes, she goes, ha, 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 ha. My dad used to do the same thing with my mom, but when he did it, he used to grab some. He'd go, ha, ha. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> whatever so like whenever i was a car i didn't wear a seatbelt right i was breaking the rules and so so uh i ran with scissors when i was a kid i used to run with with a lollipop in my mouth i sniffed more magic markers than you can even imagine all right some of you know what i'm talking about right right you love to break some rules and so in this story right we find four guys who massively break rules and they do whatever it takes because we will do anything short of sin to reach people for Jesus. And, and, and if you look at verse 4, here's what these four guys did. Since, since they couldn't get their buddy to Jesus because of the crowd, watch this. They made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it, and they lowered the man into the mat that he was laying on. Now, don't miss this, right? right? We got to get our friends to Jesus. We have to get our friends to Jesus, right? Jesus is teaching. And, and, and people who are listening, and we can't get in, but, but I think we can just hop up on the roof, and we can dig through the roof to get to Jesus. Now, if you look up at how these, these roofs were made back in the day, according to one commentary, uh, uh, they, they, would have, they would have been uh, posts or beams that were about three feet apart, and then the roof was actually made of mud and fat and, and actually manure. And that's... That's what was kind of helping hold it together. The manure served more as like a fertilizer so the grass would grow on top of these roofs. And then, and then they, they would place, uh, it was like a place that, that people would actually go up and they would take naps. Then this is what was on top of the roof. And so, so here comes these four guys and they get up on top of the roof. And, and I don't know how they dug through it. Maybe the guy was like a Boy Scout or something. And he was like, good thing I brought my shovel. And you know, I, you never know when you're going to need a shovel, Timmy. And so I, I don't know. I don't know what they did, but, but. Uh, uh, they were on top of the roof, and then they started digging through. Now, now what I want you to remember uh, of one of these things that, that the, what the roof was made of, sometimes you have to dig through a little crap, all right? You have to dig through a little crap, right, to get to Jesus. Sometimes we've got to dig through some crap to get to Jesus. And you're like, what? Did he just say that in church? Yeah. Sometimes we're going to have to dig through a little crap to get to Jesus. And, and, and sometimes you're going to have to dig through a little manure to get somebody into church. And, and you can imagine this, that they're digging through uh, 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 manure and fat and grass and all these things because they want to get their friend to Jesus. And then all of a sudden the roof starts falling in on the house. And the owner's like, the, the owner's like I don't think I have insurance on this place. I don't think I'm going to cover this one. And the light comes in, and then, and then you got these four guys who don't, <laughs> like, well, this is awkward. Like, uh, what are you doing up there? We just want to get to Jesus, right? <laughs> and then the light comes in. But, but you can imagine it like they're sitting over the hole, 
and then you're like, you, you put your arm in, and you put the leg, and then they just drop them in. How much further? About six feet. We gotta drop them down. All right, boys, it's as good as it's gonna get. Ready? One, two, three. They drop them in, and then all of a sudden, they see Jesus. Right? What I want, and what I want you to see in this, and what I love about this is that these guys. These guys are, are not afraid to take obstacles. They're not afraid to, to hear a no or an obstacle doesn't get in the way, right? They see that obstacle and they see it as a way. They're like, well, we can get away around it, right? We have to do whatever it takes to get people to come to Jesus because we want to see them healed, broken. Yeah, the man was physically broken, but also he was healed spiritually. There's people that need to get into church, and we will pray for them. We were going to see signs of wonders. We're going to see people healed and touched because they walk into these doors. We're going to see uh, people that have broken legs completely healed in place. We're going to see people that are blind walk into this place healed. Well, we believe that people are going to be touched in Jesus' name and the power because simply they, were, they had enough faith to walk in and believe that God was going to do something to them. We're not just talking about spiritual needs here, but we're also talking about physical healing. And so, so here's a key to catch, right? Right? To reach the people that nobody is reaching. We have to do the things that nobody else is doing. And if we're going to do the same things that maybe churches do, right, we're not going to get the same results. And, and if we keep doing what every other church in this community is doing, we're going to keep getting the same results. And clearly something's broken in the Northeast because we're not seeing what, what God wants to see. We're not seeing breakthrough. We're not seeing the revival that could be because we're so afraid to offend people or, or we're so afraid to to, 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 to maybe, oh, we're going to make somebody mad or, or those are my church people. Why are you adding my people on Facebook or, or why are you doing this or why are you in my territory? You know, it doesn't matter because guess what? Our job is to get people through the door and sometimes it's going to take us to break some rules because we need to get people to Jesus, okay? And as the church, we need to recognize that Jesus didn't come for the healthy, but Jesus came for the sick. And then that that all of the sick, they, they need Jesus, and we all need his grace. And when we recognize who he was and, and what he did, our only reasonable response is to give our whole lives to this man named Jesus. And if and if this doesn't excite you, then, then we must not have, have been saved much for, for, for anything, because, because when you know what, what I've been saved from, and you you know what what some of the people that are sitting in the pews with you have been saved from this is something exciting because guess what we all are we all suck and we all need Jesus are you with me so Jesus came and he said I am the light of the world and I see a church that does not judge those who are without Christ but loves them to know his grace and to know his love. And I see a church that is so full of people who will bear some burdens and it's going to get messy, right? It's going to get messy when we're involved in people's lives. It's going to get dirty. And we're going to see and we're going to have to we're going to have to sacrifice some some things and we're going to have to to break some rules and we're going to even have to cut through some religious crap where we 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 just have to do it in order to get people in the doors to meet Jesus because I see a, full, a church so full of people that, that, that who know what it means to be sick and know what it means to be set free and to be healed. And I know what it means to be in the dark and, and to be a desperate sinner. And I know what it means to be forgiven. And when you know that and you know the grace of Jesus, when, when, when he will do anything short of sin to reach people for Jesus who don't know Christ, to reach people no one's reaching, we have to do things that nobody else is doing. And God is calling us to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Let's bow our heads in this place and we're going to pray today. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would come into this room right now. 
Father, we invite your presence here with us today. And Lord, it's not about a man that's on a screen or, or who is preaching, but God, it's about your word and it's about you alone. And God, I pray that your, your spirit today would do a work in our church, that, 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 that your, your word would light a fire uh, in us for love for people that are far from God. Not with a judgmental attitude, but for a heart that, 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 that breaks and, and recognizes that Jesus came for sinners and that we're all sinners and that we all need grace. And all, all across this church today, if you would take a moment, for those of you that were, are, are followers of Jesus, those of you that, that said that you're a Christian, and I don't care what you score yourself a two, and I don't care if you score yourself a nine, if you want to increase your passion and your love for people that are far from God, and I hope it's every single person that's in this room, if you say yes to God, give me greater love, my heart breaks for the things that your heart breaks for God. Help me have a deep and a more passionate love for you and, and a heart for those that are far from God. Would you lift your hands up in this place today lift them up all over this place today hallelujah that's awesome thank you jesus we thank you god we thank you lord for the lives that are being transformed in this room today that we are rising up as an army for you god and across this church i'm so thankful that, that you're saying yes to jesus yes jesus yes jesus take my life use it yes father i thank you for a church full of people who recognize the calling on on their lives and the and and the calling that you put in in their hearts and i pray that god that today you would not that would it would just not end and that that we when we see people that are hurting and we see people that are in need and when we we recognize that this is just the chance to love somebody and to earn their trust and to one day point point today maybe today whenever whenever you lead us god to point them to Jesus. God, I thank you in advance for every single person here that is going to start praying and praying for those that are in need of Christ. And God, we believe that. That prayer is so powerful. And God, I pray that that, that for those of that are out there that, 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 that would have given up, but God, we wouldn't give up. God, that we would love and we would love and we continue to love people that know, don't know you. And so, God, I, I thank you. I thank you for what you're doing, God. God, I thank you for what you're doing. And, and as we continue to pray today, uh, uh, lo looking around, right, right, I know that there's people in this room, and and so so just like uh, Chris and the story that we're gonna watch in a little bit, I remember thinking that that I've done so, so many things wrong, right, right. Chris is saying I've done so many things wrong. How could I ever be forgiven? How could I ever be good enough? Some of you feel like that right now. Some of you, your past is drawing you back, and you feel like you're stuck. You feel like you're at a war, and you feel like you just want to break free, but but you you just don't know how. Let me tell you that 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 you're here today because 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 some of you you need Jesus, and guess what? He is here, and He came for you. He came for sinners, just like me and you. He came for the sick. He came for all of us, and we're all sinners, and we're all sick people. He came from you. He came from you, and you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. Jesus came for those that the religious people rejected. He came for those and the, to accept them right where they're at. And then he wants to see them transformed by his love and set free from their sin. And across this church today, if that's you and you recognize that I have a bigger purpose and I'm here for a bigger reason, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. If you're wanting to give your life to God today and you're wanting to respond I just pray that you would you would raise your hand today. If that's your prayer, if you want to give your life to Christ in this room, say yes, by, by faith I surrender my life. Put your hand up in the air. Put your hand up, up in the air today. 
and you'd be my Savior, you'd be my Lord. I give my life to you. I give my life to you. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands all over this place today. Lift up your hands in this place today. We, I, I'm believing and I'm seeing hands by faith today in this place. And, and so let's bow our heads and let's say this together. Nobody prays alone. Nobody prays alone in this room. We're going to pray this. We're going to say this with all of our hearts today. Jesus, be my Savior. Be the Lord of my life. Fill me with your Spirit today so that I could know you more and that I could serve you. My life is not my own. And today, I give my life to you. I believe that you died for me on the cross. And I believe that you rose again. Now you have my life. And I give it to you today. If you made that prayer today, put your hand up in the air. Let's give it up for all of those that made that commitment today. If you would like to, you can take on your U card. You check what your next step is. Today at 5 o'clock, we got next steps, class number two, that you can come join in with us and, and discover your giftings. Enjoy and figure out who you are and what you are in Christ. Man, I'm so excited for all those that made that commitment today. And we're just going to wrap this thing up. And I just want to invite up our church MC that's going to close out this experience. And then after uh, we do the tithes and offerings, we're going to go right into Chris's story, guys. I'm so thankful that God has done amazing things uh, in and through your life. And, and I'm just believing that God is going to grow this thing. And next week it's going to keep growing. And then we're going to see God fill this place. And soon this church is going to be 1,000 people. And then it's going to be 2,000 people. And it's going to be 100,000 people with multiple locations. And we're going to see the capital region transformed because guess what? People need Jesus. And we're going to do anything short of sin to reach them for Jesus. Guys, I love you so much. I'm praying a blessing on you. God bless.